Welcome back to another episode of the Tandem Affair podcast. I'm your host Suman Salikra. My guest today is an amazingly talented flautist. He's been playing Indian classical music for over 15 years now. He's given over 1000 live performances with one of the best musicians and Indian classical dancers. Lately him and his friends have started a new band called Rainbow. It's called Rainbow and they are into electronic psychedelic classical music. When he first told me about this, it just blew my mind. I was so intrigued. I had to bring him on the show. And in fact, the music that you guys are listening to right now is one of their compositions. So let's let's welcome the man behind this composition, Mr. Rakesh Dutt. so much for joining me on this episode of the tandem affair it's a pleasure to have you here hey buddy thank you so much for putting me on your show man it's a pleasure to talk with you and thank you so much for joining on such short notice ah uh, it's it's my pleasure buddy anytime for you man anytime all right so what have you been doing in this uh, lockdown how have you been spending your time i think this lockdown is actually a golden time for many artists like me to you know practice and brush up all the skills we've got with our instruments and whatever we are learning so i have been utilizing the best of this quarantine and practicing like 8 hours a day or something like that so everybody in your house must be really lucky to hear you play flute from morning till evening so my mom used to always complain that i don't you know i don't stay home or i keep traveling so now that i'm home she is very happy and she keeps giving me requests play this raga play that raga <laughs> it's good buddy it's good i think parents are the most happiest in this entire uh, crisis you know we are the only ones who are complaining about this where i swear i agree with you they are enjoying yeah, I, it i think this is the longest i've been in mysore oh yeah even it's it's the same case at my place as well cuz i keep traveling you know 10 days or 11 days at home so my mom and dad are really happy that i home and i am you know having three meals a day which i usually <laughs> don't so that that's another plus of staying at home you see you've been playing uh flute for uh 15 years now is that uh, right it's been close to 16 and a half years for buddy almost oh, wow 16 years you've spent i think half of your life dedicated to this uh, instrument i you know when you started out uh, playing flute i was very young i don't really know how it all started how did you pick up this amazing instrument and then you just went on from there to becoming uh, a professional flautist in 16 years so it all actually started uh, an accident i it, it just happened i had no clue that there is this instrument called flute and i could you know play it and take it up as a profession today so i used to play table tennis back in the days and uh, one day it happened that i was walking home and i heard somebody practicing it in their house and i was fascinated by the sound of this instrument and right away i wanted to learn it so i went home and i started pestering my dad to put me to this you know class and he agreed and you know he took me to the classes and he made me join two classes but i'll tell you one thing flute is not the easiest instrument to start with 
it's pretty difficult it takes good time to get a hold of that instrument and yeah. also initially at, there have been a lot of days wherein i simply you know planned to stop playing flute and you know put myself into some other uh, instrument, instrument altogether vocals yeah and i also used to see a lot of kids in my school you know singing dancing and uh, you know doing a lot of things during the school day functions and stuff and i was very happy and i i always wanted to be on stage and perform and you know get the audience appreciation that probably kept kept me you know running and back when i was going back to practice and that's the that was the main one motivation. of the reasons yeah, yeah yeah one of the reasons for me to pick up this instrument and then you know take it up as my profession today you know you remember when i was into violin when i was small we used to play together at your place and at mine whenever you were here in uh, mysore those were some fun times we used to have uh, practicing our instruments i used to you know love coming over to your place and jamming with you and sujan it was like too good man you guys used to you know be a fun bunch to hang out with i miss those days i used to play a couple of uh, wrong notes every now and then but then Uh, you guys would just beat me up because of me ruining the entire song but that's uh, that's another <laughs> part we used to have a lot of fun i know i totally remember those days <laughs> they were fun man so you've given over thousands uh, i think thousand concerts or more across the country and you've been playing with uh, one of the best indian classical dancers as well who were your early uh, influencers uh, who did you start listening to when you picked up flute so i started off listening to the greats uh, like ms subalakshmi yesudas balamurli krishna and when it comes to flute you know tr mahalingam n raman shashank subramanian so i started you know how it goes in our brahmin households right you know we wake up to ms subalakshmi's suprabhatam yeah. i that 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 was always there in my head when i was starting off and probably those are my early influences yeah you made a very good point uh, you know in our communities such as ourselves uh, we always used to wake up uh, listening to indian classical music at home Definitely. like my parents would just blast music on the home theater that was our alarm clock initially when we were kids especially in the time when i was listening uh, to indian classical music when i was playing violin me and my brother we always used to wake up to indian classical music it's so deeply rooted in our indian culture it goes back 6000 years ago that is yeah, mind blowing we we're, we're still uh, you know practicing and listening to music that is 6000 years old and we can even find it in uh, in the vedas uh, we have uh, we have samaveda which talks about music you can also find indian classical music to its roots from the 14th century and it's, uh, it's surprising it's not just uh, you know as you said it's uh, rooted very deeply and also it's very surprising and it, i mean, i feel very proud that uh, there are ragas which depict every part of the day in our indian classical music eight carnatic eight hindustani i want to mention a couple of them so like uh, for early morning we have ragas like bhauli and you know bhatiyar which we play and as the day proceeds towards the afternoon we have ragas like begda or abheri and then in the evening we have beautiful ragas like yaman and puriya dhanashri you know both the night it's ragas like behag bhageshri and hindola i know i know you love hindola a lot so yeah that's how our classical system is deeply embedded within the whole life form not just you know 
the music aspect of it but everywhere we have music everywhere and then i've i've uh, i've been told that uh, most of the ragas that we have today in indian classical music it's uh, they were uh, inspired from nature sounds as well we have swan sounds which is called as hamsadwani in indian classical music we have shubhapantavarali which uh, directly translates to auspicious moon like you said we have uh, a raga dedicated to the particular time of the day as well yeah it's it's just completely bizarre that how uh, the entire indian classical music originated and how it all started definitely buddy you know probably these factors are the factors that made me pro- take up music as a profession and you know dig deep into it and learn a lot of unknown aspects that is why i'm very fascinated and i'm very proud to be learning this great uh, art form you know i have a very interesting story when it comes to indian classical music i'm sure you would have heard of this uh, in your theory go as on, well go on. uh you know the mughal emperor akbar when he was uh, when he was the emperor of the mughal dynasty he had a courtroom uh, musician and his name was tansen i'm sure you would have heard of uh, tansen the great tansen the great tansen yeah. and when uh, akbar wanted tansen to sing a particular uh, song for him that evening tansen chose to sing the raga deepak which is the raga of light and then when tansen started singing uh, that particular raga for the great mughal emperor akbar the entire palace started heating up the temperature started rising and and all the lights uh, in the palace started glowing brightly and then tansen is just suddenly panicking that his body temperature is going up he's feeling so hot he's not able to bear it he just runs away and then he finds himself in a uh, part of uh, vadodara and then he runs into somebody who says in order to cool yourself down you being a musician you have to sing a raga called malhar malhar yep. is the raga for rain today rain yep time and time again i've been told by so many of musicians that classical musicians have uh, the ability to bring down rain that is 100% true buddy uh, i'll also share a small story with you uh, this mm-hmm. is uh, from the southern part of india so this is about okay. the great composer called muthuswami dikshitar uh, you know it is said that uh, there was a place which was drought stuck and it hadn't rained in a lot of years probably like in 50 60 years and the people started praying to a lot of gods and still it didn't rain one day mm-hmm. muthuswami dikshitar happened to pass by that village and uh, you know people just told him that it hadn't rained in a lot of years and he sang a beautiful he created a beautiful composition in the rag amrita varshin and oh, yeah. sang it in the village and to their astonishment it started raining cats and dogs that day all he did was do a great composition in the rag amrita varshin and it started it's called anand amrita varshin for those who are interested to you know listen to it you can go back and check that it's called anand amrita kashni in the raga amrita varshini so it's you know, when, when you listen song. to stories like this it's it sounds yeah. like fiction it it sounds like it's been taken out of a fairy tale exactly But even i couldn't wrap my head around the fact that how can a musician change the weather all of a sudden but then i don't know history has a lot of surprising things that we don't know and this is one of them definitely buddy it always fascinates me you know yeah and you know what else fascinates me is the fact that even though we have such strong roots in our indian culture especially hindustani and carnatic music yep 
I feel when I go outside, uh, you know, when I go to parties, when I go to just mm-hmm. like if I take a stroll, I just find bands, I find heavy music, I find DJs, uh, you know, rappers singing uh, in clubs. It, it's I think the entire music industry has shifted to the band culture and live music. I don't know. I, I feel like the classical music is fading away. Uh probably uh, this this is happening right now i can't deny the fact that it is happening but to my you know what um, to my knowledge and my understanding what i would like to tell is classical music can never fade away you know Why do you think as so? you as you as you quoted earlier it has a great history of 6000 plus years and it has survived through generations and generations of music listeners and it has gone through a lot of changes so i feel this this you know this is one of the stages where it is evolving or it is you know getting to the trend i think you would have heard this this concept called fusion so what what is happening today is classical music is coming into the trend of western and all this culture you know band culture as you said through this concept called fusion we have we have a lot of artists who are collaborating with western artists and creating beautiful bands and coming up with great music with you know based based from karnataka yeah i mean like fusion is like a big thing now uh, we've been listening to a couple of good fusion bands especially taikunam bridge uh, we have agam which you made me listen to recently and we have plenty of bands and not just recently we had uh, you know progressive uh, bands uh, blending classical like shakti We've yeah, been Shakti is Shakti. a great example. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Man, the experiment that they used to make with classical blending it with Western music—that was amazing. You know the the way they blended jazz and Carnatic legends. You know, like John McLaughlin, Yoshinivas, Safir Hussain. They the were all the legends, man. Oh my God! Till date, I love listening to all their compositions. Yeah, so. i read this uh, recently it was john lennon who came who came to uh, india to learn sitar from uh, uh, ravi shankar was it john lennon or was it paul mccartney let me just google that <laughs> it was george harrison sorry it oh, was george harrison was... who came <laughs> yeah it was george harrison people. who came all the way from liverpool to india in 1967 to listen to to listen and you know learn sitar from the great ravi shankar Yep, Pandit Ravi Shankar is one of the legends. His daughter is, uh, I mean, he has got two daughters, uh, Nora yep, Jones. Anushka Shankar and Nora Jones. Nora Jones is completely into pop, but Anushka is an amazing uh, sitar player. Yep, yep. Westerners uh, were influenced by classical even in the 60s. But even in, in today's age, my mom keeps sending WhatsApp videos from the WhatsApp university that these uh, people have. uh she always sends it to me and she says look look what these italians are doing they have been listening to classical music they are learning vedas why aren't you doing this that gets me to think that's right we have been trying to bring in their music their culture but then in the meantime these guys are coming here and picking up our culture and our music and making it famous elsewhere what do you think we should do in order to you know keep this trend and tradition going and keeping the culture alive uh that's a great point which you made out there so we have been influenced a lot by the western culture or the, or the foreign culture i would say 
and I think and, change is inevitable anyway. Yeah, yeah, that that's right. We have to, you know, bear with the change. But the point is, they have learned a lot from our culture, and they are adopting it to their system, and they are getting amazing results. Uh, recently, a friend of mine, you know, spoke to me from the US, and uh, she was fascinated by how yoga has changed the lives of a lot of people who who are staying in the US. That was because you know our food habits were. amazing you know back in the days and the way our culture has taught us to live has been amazing that is probably one of the reasons why we have such good uh, you know roots today and which uh, which is the reason why we have been able to sustain a lot better than a lot of other different countries in the coronavirus situation small graph you know we have lesser death rates than the great countries like usa and uh, italy and germany so this is also one of the things which we can't deny that it needs to be changed and we have to go with the trend when it comes to music because that Correct. is what is happening right now we have been influenced a lot by the you know western bands and foreign music you know coming in uh, influencing us all the way and i think it's great because i also have been trying to experiment a lot with a lot of other genres apart from carnatic right so when you when you said experiment i i want to know more about your band rainbow is it rainbow oh, with yes. a b rainbow yep. yep that's it that's it it's rainbow and we call it not just rainbow it's rainbow trip so you guys yeah. you guys make people trip yeah uh, sort of <laughs> so yeah uh, coming to the experimental part of my life how did it start what what were you yeah, guys so, came up with that came up with this band because i recently listened to a couple of pieces that you uh, sent me and to that strippy i'm sure that you guys were up to something when you came up with this band i want to know what it is to be honest actually we never knew each other it all happened very fast i met uh, one of my band members manu uh, he called me out of nowhere and then we just spoke on the call we did a couple of jams we had a good you know connection or a spark between us and then we were like okay buddy let's do something and then i was away you know for my concert tour for like a couple of months meantime he met another guy that's anirban who's the third member of the band and those two had the same spark what had happened between me and manu you guys were all Uh, you guys never met each other before it was all random people no, in the music we industry no we never met yeah we never met we are just wow. random you know people <laughs> out of nowhere you know okay, see how things get connected so yeah uh, he called manu called me and said hey i met this guy called anil but you can you have we have to jam together once you come back so i came back all three of us jam we created the first song called alien rhapsody the first jam was your first uh, single yeah that was our first single Well, let me let me play Alien Rhapsody for the listeners right now. It's it's damn trip. You guys have to listen to this. You're playing <laughs> some calm flute, and your band members are creating this electronic 
music at the background, which is, I don't know what to feel right now. It's calm. It's, it's trippy at the same time. I think that's, that's exactly what you guys wanted to do in the first place. You wanted people. Uh, to yeah. We have, uh, we have taken up, uh, we have fused three genres to make a unique combination, which is electronic, psychedelic and Carnatic. So I think you would have heard of uh, all three as different aspects, but not together, I believe. So you guys have combined electronic, psychedelic and Carnatic. That's new. Yep. That's very new. <laughs> That's what we felt on the first jam. That's how it all started. I've never heard somebody mix electronic and classical. This is something new. I would definitely ask everybody who is listening to this podcast to go and check out Brainbow. Do you have a Do you have an Instagram handle? Don't you? It's yep. it's uh, Brainbow. We have trip. we have uh, an Instagram handle which is Brainbow Trip. We are there on Facebook, Twitter. We have our own website. I think you could link that in the description. Sure, I'm going to link that in my episode description as well. So now that you've ventured into this new band, how many concerts have you given? Where do you see this band going? Uh, as of now, we've given close to eight concerts. Uh, four of them being in Chhattisgarh. We gave, uh, you know, we started off playing with uh, outstation gigs. Uh, we are based out of Bangalore, but our first gig was in Raipur. So I'm very happy that we started off with an outstation gig. You recently played at Fandom, right? In Kormala? Yeah, yeah. Yep, we played uh, just before the pandemic struck us. I missed the show. I know. You invited me to come there, but then I couldn't make it. I'm so sorry. Uh, and whoever okay. did make it to fandom that day, I hope you guys enjoyed Brainbow. And we'll uh, see we have the recording of all those gigs on uh, Instagram and our SoundCloud. So you guys can go and give a listen to it later on. Awesome. So, I'll definitely yeah. link it. So that's how we all started and we've given close to like eight shows in the span of like six months or seven months since we started performing. Damn, that's awesome. So you, you guys want to drop albums uh, coming right after uh, the coronavirus yep. ends? Uh, yep. Uh, so this, this coronavirus situation has given us great time to work on new material, you know, to create new things. Uh, so we are currently working on something new and we are planning to create an album and hopefully drop it by the end of uh, you know, the situation, this pandemic situation. Uh, let's hope it all happens. And also, parallelly, I'm working on my solo album. So, along with one of the band members, that is Manu. What is it it's called? Ca- it's going to be called uh, Meditative Melodies on Flute. You remember I spoke to you about the time of the day, which raga to be played, or what time of yeah. the day. It's Correct. somewhat connected to that concept. So, you're going to have... A mixture of different sounds and different parts of it, like different emotions yep. going through in your album. Yep. Man, I'm really looking forward to your new album. Sounds amazing. Me too, man. Me too. <laughs> now that you've started a new venture, uh, Brainbow, uh, you've you've gotten into electronic psychedelic Carnatic. Is that right? Yep, that's totally right. Where do you see just Carnatic music? Uh, you know, as a as an independent genre. Where do you see it going? Do you see it going up? Do you see it going flat? Because there's a, there is a very niche audience for just classical music. Let's keep a fusion aside. Let's just say the uh, the actual classical music that you have uh, sitting down with a bunch of guests in a closed auditorium. Where do you think that trend is going, in your opinion? Yeah, uh, to put it in my perspective, I can never see classical music going down. All I can think of is 
probably uh, as you said it has a very niche audience i think we are gaining a lot of uh, foreign audience for just classical music yeah there are a lot true. of great festivals happening around the world like for example there is this beautiful festival called darbar i think you would have heard of it it's a great festival which happens in london which was darbar festival yep it, it's a very beautiful festival which happens in london and they call all great artists from india and they give tremendous concerts for a week you know it's a week long festival so you're saying um, the carnatic music uh, the trend is uh, booming in other parts of the country uh, sorry other parts of the world but not in yep. our country or you're saying that it's not going to decline even in our country it is never going to decline in our country because as you know i think you've heard of chennai being the center for carnatic music and also bangalore has seen a growing number of uh, auditoriums to you know uh, facilitate uh, concerts like i think mm-hmm. you've heard of this chaudaya auditorium john mcclogan came there yep, right uh, there is this beautiful auditorium called gayan samaj in bangalore so there are a lot of uh, auditoriums which facilitate uh, carnatic music concerts and uh, there are a lot of uh, students who are coming forward and learning carnatic music today and hindustani as well there are a lot of schools which have come up to teach beautiful carnatic music and hindustani music and of late i spoke with one of a lecturer of my college and he said uh, there has been an increased number of schools which are adding carnatic and hindustani music in their curriculum which i felt is a great thing and a necessity for today's world uh, are they making it compulsory or you're saying it's like an optional thing oh uh, they are making it compulsory for kids and an optional for you know Higher uh, plus 8 uh, 8 9 10 students but that's, it's a great a, uh, initiative actually absolutely uh, even though i mean i understand different kids have different interests and uh, different inclination towards uh, their genre but then being indian i think it's necessary to have certain amount of uh, idea towards your culture and towards the things that uh, makes us indian you know i think you don't have to be a musician uh, you don't have to be a singer or anything but then just the basics of uh, what made india uh, put on the map is i think that's something very important to have uh, as part of our uh, upbringing definitely i actually urge and i actually tell a lot of parents and a lot of friends to you know put their kids or themselves into any form of classical music be it hindustani or carnatic or there is a lot of folk music as well in our country so i actually ask so many of them to you know involve themselves in learning these beautiful art forms so that you know our rich heritage and culture has a firm influence on them also a great future for everyone i think that's that's very true i think we have to have uh, some kind of element in us when it comes to this culture rakesh it's it was great uh, speaking with you on this uh, topic i had so much fun i learned so many things from you i hope the listeners uh, enjoyed this episode and i and i hope they took some something back from this episode about this topic and i look forward to having you on the show again thank you so much man for having me here and of course it's been a pleasure to just you know tell you what small thing i know about this great music field which i am in today so yeah i'm happy buddy i'm, I'm happy for your podcast i love you and you know make much more than what you've been already doing thank you so much and all, all the, the best very best for, for brain boy